0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are very excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, that we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode three of the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. Uh, I'm here again with my wife, Jen. Jen, how are you doing today?
1: Doing well.
0: And I'm also doing well. We are very excited to be back again for another episode. And um, yeah, a lot has changed again over the last couple of weeks. We are now on day 19 of, what are we calling this? Isolation, lockdown, quarantine
1: uh what is it called social distancing yes yes um things have been stepped up a little bit more here uh in Brandon but for us we are yeah having lots of fun still putting out the get rocked at home workouts so in a small way we feel like we're still working out with everyone in the community and hopefully um everyone else out there that is uh, not maybe in Brandon but um yeah maybe following along with us as well.
0: Yeah, we, uh, definitely a lot of things in our life we miss right now, but, uh, we, we hope everybody is, um, again, staying positive and staying busy, staying happy, staying healthy. We are doing our very best to kind of do the same right now. And, um.
1: Yeah, some days are definitely better than others. (laughs) Some days go smoother than others, but uh, we're just taking it a day at a time like everyone else and we thought this would be a great time to get through another episode. So we're excited to be back with you guys tonight and we kind of have a new, um, I guess, format or a new segment that we're going to do and it is called...
0: The Zach and Jen Top Top 10. 10. (laughs)
1: Nice.
0: And, uh, yeah, episode two, I think, uh, I don't think it was too heavy, but definitely maybe a bit, uh, maybe a bit heavier. We were kind of heading into this whole isolation period and we were talking about all the things, um, yeah, maybe related to that. So we were kind of just changing things up and just trying to keep it light today. And we hope people enjoy the kind of easy to digest, uh, info.
1: Yeah. And hopefully some, some takeaways that, um, yeah, aren't too complicated So our topic for today with the Zach and Jen top 10 is win the morning, win the day. So that's what we're going to be talking about is kind of uh, our top 10 things to uh, help your morning routine go as smoothly as possible. Um, We did not come up with this phrase. I think we heard it from Coach Ronimal. Yeah, definitely heard it from Coach
0: Ronimal the first time. And, uh, you know, I, I think we Googled it and... I believe Tim Ferriss might have come up with it, but I'm still going to give credit to Coach Ronimo. So <laughs> maybe uh, Tim Ferriss took it from Coach Um
1: Coach we, sh- we should note that uh, we did not, this list is not taken from Tim Ferriss, although we know he kind of coined that phrase. This is our personal list that we put together. Um, however, the list is not exhaustive and it's not meant to be completed. So we certainly do not do all 10 of these things. Maybe one day um, we'll get there but we just like probably everyone else are just trying to improve things a little bit at a time Uh, so don't be overwhelmed by these by these 10 things like you have to implement everything right now.
0: Yeah I think it's important to know for everybody listening that uh, we are far from perfect and um, I think everybody would agree that nobody is perfect and if we embrace that growth mindset that we like to talk about I think there's always room for improvement so again we're going to present yeah, kind of 10 ideas, maybe ideas or habits that uh, we think could improve your morning, your start to the day. And uh, I mean, we're all trying to have the best day possible. So we think, uh, yeah, if you can win the morning, you can win the day. So um, we're going to get things started with just um we're calling these kind of permission to play topics. So we aren't actually in the top ten yet. Just uh hold on to your seat there. We're gonna get there <laughs> soon. But um
1: these are these are pre-top ten. Yeah, these are very
0: important, I think, things to think about first. Um because these things are important and I guess should fall in the top ten, but these are just kind of things to um, lead us into the top 10. And the, uh, the first one is, is one that I just mentioned. So, And also what Jen just mentioned. The first thing kind of on my list is just making sure that we have the correct mindset, the, the growth mindset, the positive attitude, because we're going to list some things off. And like Jen said, the idea is not to implement all 10 right away. Or if we say something maybe you don't agree with, we don't want people saying, oh, that's not important or There's no way I can do that. So I think the first thing is just to, um, yeah, just let things sink sink in um, and just kind of see where it goes from there.
1: Yeah, they're just ideas. And um, maybe you will love one and try it out. And in three or six months or a year, maybe you'll add another. Or like Zach said, maybe you won't love one of them and it's just not for you and that's okay too.
0: So yeah, positive attitude to kind of kick things off. Um, The next thing that uh, I wrote down was probably the most important thing to have a great morning and have a great day is going to be sleep and we're not putting sleep on the list we're gonna kind of everything on our list is after you wake up but we we're just kind of having a chat about um, this the other day about how do we have the best morning possible and the best day and um, the truth is you have to take your sleep seriously
1: yeah so that means i mean going to bed um, probably earlier than you think, um, and kind of going to bed at the same time every day, waking up at the same time every day, but just making a consistent effort to actually work on your sleep and make it an important part of your life.
0: Yeah, and as people heard in the intro, um, sleep is one of the very important elements of health that we include in our super sick. So there will be definitely more talk on sleep in the future and probably an entire episode just on sleep. But, um, we just want to make sure that that was important that, um, uh, you know, if you are, you're
1: not winning the morning, if you got two hours of sleep, <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: And, uh, that kind of leads us into the third thing on the list that just an important thing to note, um, is, is shift work.
1: Well, shift work or, um, a new baby or, you're not feeling well or you went out with friends sometimes we run into circumstances that are not ideal Um, so we're gonna we're gonna take what we can and apply what we can um, for those days that we can win the morning so we know that not everyone gets to go to sleep and wake up at the exact same time uh, every day but again just take what relates to you on those days that you can make it work
0: absolutely all right so let's get things kicked off Um, these are in no particular order is that correct
1: That is correct.
0: All right. We just kind of hammered off our, uh, I guess, top 10 best ideas or habits. So uh, in no order, but um, number one, perhaps could be number one. It is the very first thing in your day. Number one is going to be no snooze. Don't hit the snooze button. Um, I've I've read about this and I've uh, heard about this and... um, Kind of come across it quite a few times in the last few years, and um, I want to tell everybody and maybe everybody is at some point or is still this way, but definitely I was an addictive chronic <laughs> snooze button pusher, and I hope a few people are listening right now and maybe laughing or nodding their head because i I don't know maybe we've all been there. Have you been there?
1: Yes, I've definitely been there. I even set my clocks fast so that I could snooze and still make it look like I was getting up at the right time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I used to try that in university all the time. Um had to get up for a noon class and was still somehow <laughs> hitting the snooze button and and then you start setting your alarm clocks half an hour earlier or an hour earlier and you you somehow think that snooze button is gonna do something magical and kinda help you get up in the morning. But um yeah the the truth is don't hit the snooze button. It um it, it does not help. And if you are a chronic snoozer, like I used to be, um, I, I would highly recommend trying to get yourself out of that habit. Um, I think it's just done wonders for my sleep in general and also getting the day started. Um, it's kind of the very, very first decision of the day. It is the very first thing we have to make um, a positive choice about or a negative choice. So when that alarm goes off, um, we need to teach ourselves to just get up when we are supposed to get up. Um, it's kind of falls under that category of we just need to win that battle. Um, there, there's things that um, we can kind of do in our life that become self-fulfilling prophecies where um, by not hitting the snooze button, getting up on time, we kind of start to teach ourselves or become that person that, um, you know, uh, doesn't procrastinate and, you um, You know, I wake up and I get my day started. So we can kind of build these habits into basically improve who we are.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess in our household, to make it personal, uh, Zach has the alarm clock and he does not hit snooze. He gets up um, right when it goes off. So that's kind of how it works in our house. And then I trudge myself out of the the bedroom uh, shortly after.
0: And I think the the last thing I wrote down was... um, kind of in quotations here that i know somebody could be thinking this that i am not a morning person and i maybe think we've all thought that at some point too i used to think that geez how do these people get up so early and get their day started and just you just have to start doing it um, basically by following some of these guidelines by not hitting snooze you just kind of start teaching yourself that i am a morning person and um, it does start to work.
1: Yeah. Morning people don't hit snooze and then you can kind of identify as that. Moving on to number two, um, make your bed. So, uh, just interesting when your parents try to get you to do it all growing up and you think they're ridiculous and you swear to yourself that when you're an adult, you are not going to make your bed. And then here you are at, uh, in your thirties making your bed yeah, (laughs) and knowing why it's important.
0: Yeah. There's a great, uh, I've seen a great video on this and, um, it's come across a lot on Instagram and, and YouTube. Um, it is someone in the military giving a speech to a graduating class and he talks about the importance of, of making your bed and it kind of goes along. It's very similar to the, to number one in, in the no snooze thing, but, um, yeah, it's just doing something, very positive, very simple to start your day. Um, making your bed takes like a minute or less. And it kind of just, again, starts to teach ourselves that, you know, we're the type of person that does this and is organized and is on top of things. And it's just a very simple small habit that we should be incorporating every day
1: i think the big thing with this one too is that or the one that i seem to notice the most is that when you are going to bed so um i think the other part of it is that in your kind of nighttime routine walking into a bedroom with a bed that's made and you kind of pulling back the covers and getting in is just so much better than kind of walking into a a messy room with things all over the place. Um, It just gives you a a sense of calm kind of even as you start that routine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We all have busy lives, but we do not want chaotic lives. And I think a made bed is the opposite of chaos. Mm -hmm. It's calm, it's organized, it's clean. Um, So yeah, start making your bed everybody. Uh, Number three is five to ten minutes of
1: calm. So this can take um, a lot of different forms. Uh, And again, this is gonna look different for everybody. Um, We kind of jotted down a few things uh, like meditation. You could do some breathing exercises. You could just read for five to 10 minutes. You could journal for five to 10 minutes. Um, You could do some mindfulness exercises, just checking in with yourself. You could just sit and look outside or sit and be outside. it just, it doesn't involve you scrolling through social media or checking emails or um, anything that's going to elicit the fight or flight response. Um, it's important. We all, like Zach said, we're all busy and we all do a lot of running around and a lot of our days might be spent in that fight or flight. We want to try to have time in the morning, especially if not throughout the day. Um, that is just a calm time where we can just be in a non-stressed state uh, for at least five or ten minutes.
0: Yeah, Um, especially on days that are busy and I just don't think it's um, beneficial to anybody to yeah to wake up to any sort of um, you know chaos and go 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 as soon as your alarm clock goes off where like Jen said into that that fight or flight response that stress response um, which is the uh, the sympathetic nervous system. We want to um, have these moments where we're in the other uh, nervous system, the, the parasympathetic one, and we are, um, yeah, we are calm and we are in control. And if you need to wake up five minutes earlier or 10 minutes earlier to kind of fit that into your morning, we would highly recommend it. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, Before and it goes, it goes for, day. like, if you do have kids or a partner, um, you know, you can also you know, kind of put that onto them as well. No one likes to be kind of pushed into that stress state immediately in the morning, even though I know sometimes the alarm doesn't go off or something happens, but, um, yeah, just trying to take that moment of calm before the day begins. So
0: yeah, number three guys, I think you can, I think we could all find something in the morning. Um, again, it doesn't have to be immediately after you wake up. So again, you don't have to, um, immediately wake up and make your bed and go right into the five to 10 minutes of calm. I just think before your day begins, just to have a moment to, um, yeah, I don't know, just kind of relax and, and do something that you look forward to every morning, which could be even, um, you know, like we said, five minutes of reading a book. Um, Yeah. Breathing, meditating, just, I guess, find something that'll give you a bit of calm in the morning.
1: So number four is movement, some type of movement in the morning. Um this doesn't mean that you need to go to the gym although the people that are going to the gym in the morning you are crushing this area. Um just some gentle movement so uh something to get the blood flow going um which actually creates greater capacity to your brain. So it helps everything um if you can just move a little bit in the morning, you'll feel much better all day.
0: Yeah, there's a really good book written kind of all about that concept um about what happens to our bodies and our brains when we exercise earlier in the day and before a day gets going and the book is called Spark. Um, Yeah, and so if you're interested more in that topic, uh, I highly recommend reading the book uh, Spark. Um,
1: So this is something that I'm um, trying to kind of incorporate more into my routine. Uh, Our daughter now is almost one and, yeah, we just have a little bit more control, I think, over those mornings. And we know approximately what time she's going to be waking up. And so this is something that I'm personally um, trying to integrate. And Zach's actually come up with a great, is it four and a half minutes? Four the, minutes? The four-minute
0: move. Yeah, the
1: four-minute move, which is just kind of a, a string of movements um, that only takes four minutes. So we'll be putting that out uh, at some point, too, so that maybe you guys can incorporate yeah, we'll that film, as well.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll film a quick Instagram video and just kind of put out... Uh, what I'm kind of calling the four-minute morning move. Um, yeah, just to give you guys some ideas. And and again, uh, it's important to note at this point too that uh, there's 10 things on this list and we're not saying you got to incorporate all 10 of them. So some people might wake up in the morning, hop in the shower and get going into their workout. And again, there I think there's different ways to attack this list. Um, but yeah, if you can take anything away um, from this, it's, it's going to be an improvement to your life. So yeah, number four is um if you can let's let's do some moving in the morning and it could be could be anything just something to kind of um maybe get you sweating a bit or, or some stretching or some uh yeah some yoga
1: yeah uh, moving on our number 5 so we've listed it as coffee but it's, it really has nothing to do with coffee although we do love coffee um, it's something that you love that gets your routine started or something that you love that is just part of your routine. Um, maybe you you probably already have this thing in your routine and it just maybe just bringing um, some attention to it. So for us, kind of the thing that gets our day going is just enjoying coffee together. When I hear that kettle boil, <laughs> um, I get very excited. It's just maybe it's just a slow or a kind of a calm time while you're drinking your coffee. You can't be that stressed running around if you've got a coffee cup in your hand. Um, so yeah, something that you love. Yeah, it doesn't
0: need to be coffee for for you. But uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are also coffee lovers. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think the point on this one is just that when my alarm goes off, it kind of the next thing I do is I go to the kitchen and get the kettle on.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah,
0: for anybody else, it, it could be a, a number of things, but just something I think excited to get your day going. Um, something simple that just kind of pulls you out of bed that you want to,
1: yeah, maybe uh, you love prepping your kids breakfast, or maybe you love getting your dog up and, you know, just,
0: that's a great one. Yeah. You're getting your dog outside. Um, but yeah, I think there's just gotta be something in your morning routine that, um, becomes a staple, um, you know, something important, I guess. Um, Coffee is sure important, I guess, in this house, (laughs) but uh, yeah, something you love, something that's important, um, something you're not going to skip over. Um, I think that's just a a great way to kind of, you know, again, win that, that one battle, that, that no snooze battle. Um, But yeah, number five, um, yeah, something to get you going. You got number six?
1: Yeah. Number six is no phone, uh, really no social media. Uh, for at least an hour. So again, we've we've kind of mentioned this already, but whether you realize it or not, um, scrolling or checking emails or text uh, potentially or probably will elicit that fight or flight response. So. You can do so many things on your phone at once. You kind of go from being relaxed to potentially doing six things at a time. You're checking emails, you got a text, you're responding. Now you've got a to-do list in your head. Um, again, just working towards that calmer, happier morning. Uh, we thought this was a good one to include. So yeah. it just prolongs getting into that mode of kind of work.
0: Yeah, we're not, again, not perfect in any of these categories. And, and number six is definitely one I think that we work on a lot. We just mm-hmm. notice our day usually starts off a lot better and a lot more calm if we don't go grab our phone. So I try to leave my phone um, in a drawer for the night. And when I wake up, it's just, it's not there. It's not a distraction. And I really try to just kind of delay that, you know, that, um, that Urch, urgency Yeah, yeah. We, we, we get to grab our phones and check and see what's up there right now. And I just think the amount of time we spend on social media, and are on our phones throughout the day is, is, is not great and and something we can talk about in the future a bit more. Um, But um, yeah, definitely just in, in the first morning of your day, if we're trying to win that morning and start our day off on the uh, the right foot.
1: Yeah. I think you're also a lot more present in your morning routine. Um, Whether it's just you or anyone else in your household that's with you, I think you're just able to, again, just be a little bit more present when you're not, doing something else on the side. So we aren't perfect. We're working on this one. Um, But we've just noticed a good change on the days that we, yeah, don't do it.
0: Yeah. And we're, again, we've talked about this before, but we are big supporters, big believers in making small, sustainable changes and improvements. So a lot of times we're after, um, we kind of call them 1% improvements. So, you know, number six is a great example. You know, no phone, within one hour of waking up. So a great thing to do with any of these um, ideas is just kind of evaluate where you're currently at. If you grab your phone immediately when you wake up, you don't have to be hard on yourself. Maybe that hour window of not grabbing it isn't the place to start for you. Um, So if you're a person who grabs it immediately when you wake up, maybe you could start waiting five minutes. That would be a significant improvement and change Um, and that slowly turns into 10 minutes or 15 and 20, 30, 40. So again, with any of these things that we're saying to you guys today, do not get overwhelmed. Think about how can I make a very small sustainable change, a 1% improvement. And like I said, if, if you grab your phone right away, then let's work on maybe not grabbing it for the first five or 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, in fact, we, we would encourage you not to add, um, more than one small change at a time. I think the most, or the the way that you're gonna find the most luck or that we've had the most success in trying to add things is to add a very small change and basically don't add anything else until that small change has has become a habit. So you don't even think about it anymore, you're already doing it, then that kind of signals that you're ready to add something else um, potentially into your life or morning routine.
0: Yeah, perfect. Number seven is the cold shower. Um, this one might uh, might get people uh, freaked out a little bit here, but this is something. How long have I been doing this for? This must be at least two or three years now. Um, yeah, I would say. I've been kind of incorporating sure. cold showers, um, kind of into my daily routine, but my morning routine. And this is something that I came across, um, you know, on the interweb there, the uh, the World Wide Web. Uh, Instagram uh, with uh, his name is Wim Hoff, uh, W-I-M and his last name is Hoff, H-O-F.
1: Add him to your network.
0: Yeah, he'd be a good guy to add to your network but his Instagram is Iceman underscore Hoff. Um, he is kind of the the leader, the genius, the expert in this field so I'm definitely not the expert in this field um, but kind of following him online through Instagram, through his website. He has a book coming out soon that I'm excited to read, The Wim Hof Method. But uh, he talks about all the benefits of kind of cold exposure and the cold shower. And it's kind of become a, a more popular trend. I think more and more people that are in our network that we follow and look up to are, are doing this as well. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of started as a way to wake myself up in the morning when I'm coaching the the 5.30 a.m. class. But the benefits kind of go far beyond that to um, boosting your immune system um, improving stress levels um, yeah and like
1: building overall resiliency um, even just if you think about mentally being able to tolerate uh, when you start a very short burst of cold water and then kind of building that mental tolerance to being able to withstand it for multiple minutes that you yeah. can do now
0: again yeah kind of creating creating the calm in the chaos is, is kind of what it's about being able just to Yeah. Kind of win that, win that little battle as well. And, um, again, kind of touching on our last point too. Another thing he recommends, this guy has set world records, uh, Wim Hof with cold exposure and, and, you know, things like that. But he, he recommends to everybody, um, just start off with 15 seconds. So you go into your shower, um, just to make this straight for everybody too. I don't hop in the water cold. (laughs) I have yet to build up that sort of mental strength, but, um, I, I go into the shower with warm water, hot water. So it's just a normal shower. And I started off with the last 15 seconds. You make it as cold as you can. And once you can basically build that habit and, and be able to stay in there for 15 seconds, um, then you switch to 30, then to 45. Um, and then you're trying to, you know, finish off. And again, it could take, I think he usually says you build up over the course of a month or a couple months, but. Um, you know, the goal is to kind of get it to be one to two minutes of very cold water to finish off your shower. And definitely something, if people are interested, I would go check out Iceman underscore Hoff on Instagram. And this is something I highly recommend and absolutely kind of, it's a very love-hate relationship with us. I, I love the feeling after, but every shower, every day, uh, it's still a little bit of a mental battle to turn that knob to the cold Um, but it's, it's a battle I win every day now. So I'm kind of, uh, it's a little habit that I'm excited to share.
1: Okay. Moving on to number eight, arguably maybe the most important. I know we didn't prioritize them, but this one would definitely be up there. This one is called real food only. Um, and as you know, nutrition is one of our super six. So this is obviously, this was going to be mentioned somewhere, I think the first thing that we want to clarify in this one is what do we mean by real food? So we know that no one's eating plastic or pretend food, um, but we wanna give you guys, uh, I guess, an idea of what we mean when we say real food or when other people say it. So we're gonna go right back to CrossFit founder, Greg Glassman's definition of world-class fitness. So he says, eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar. Uh, I don't think it gets any clearer than that. That's pretty basic. Uh, Dr. Chatterjee, who we've mentioned on this podcast before, also um, kind of has a great addition. He says, try to keep things uh, or try to keep eating, uh, keep from eating things that have more than five ingredients. Sorry. So if it has five ingredients or less, you're probably good to go. Um,
0: And if it has ingredients you can't pronounce or something has five or more ingredients, probably not good to go.
1: Yeah. Anything that you can't pronounce, or you have no idea what it is, is not a good idea.
0: We always like to talk about real foods too, that um, if we look at the ingredients, and sometimes there are no ingredients, and an apple is just an apple, and eggs are just eggs, and broccoli is just broccoli. So a lot of the real foods that we uh, like to eat and encourage people to eat as well, Um, yeah, real foods don't come with a big long ingredient list.
1: And so the second part of this, uh, after the definition is kind of why, why is this so important? Why did this make our top 10? Um, and I think the, the best that I've heard it has has been from Mark Hyman on this one, when he says that all food is information, not just calories, it's instructions. It's literally like code that programs your biology with every bite, every bite of food, you take can change your gene expression. So he goes on in uh, the podcast Impact Theory with Tom Bilyeu um, to say that it's affecting things, well, basically everything, your brain hormones, your immune system, essentially every system in the body. So if you're ever wondering why we take this stuff so seriously, uh, it's because we really look up to him. And this is also what we believe that it is. Food is medicine. Food is everything in your body. Yeah. And
0: we are huge believers that quality of food really matters. And, um, I think we'd also all agree that that quantity matters, but, um, I think far too often we get focused on, you know, how much we weigh and how much we're eating. Um, when I really think that the quality of food we're eating
1: should be on the forefront, um, of, you know, our diet. And in this context of our top 10 list, we are just talking about breakfast. Ideally that real food, um, carries over all the day, uh, sorry, the whole day. But we think it's especially important when starting the day. So starting that day on the right foot, um, getting it off to a good start. This could also be a great way to make a small change if your eating habits aren't um, super great. Maybe starting with just holding yourself accountable for real food at breakfast, um, making that a habit and then worrying about other meals throughout the day. Um, just could be one way to make a small step in the right direction.
0: Yeah. And actually when I started CrossFit, that was um, my very first step in the right direction. I remember asking, um, the, the CrossFit gym owner at the time, undefeated CrossFit, Matt Winchar and, uh, just how to, talked to me a bit about nutrition and how to make some some good healthy habits and he asked the very first question was what do you eat for breakfast and I think at the time um, it would have been uh, either raisin bran um, or oatmeal um, you know things like that and I thought I was doing a good job and the very first thing he said you need to scrap that and you need to start eating um, you know meat eggs vegetables in the morning and I uh, yeah didn't look back from there.
1: Yeah. And I think this is a great time to just remind everyone that this this has not been our path our whole lives. I think I ate ego waffles for about five years straight. And uh, maybe at my my worst, I was putting melted butter or melted margarine, I should say, and brown sugar um, on top of them. Apparently syrup wasn't enough for me. So we all need to start somewhere.
0: Yeah. We've been at this for about 10 years each. And it's all been about small sustainable changes week by week, month by month, year by year. Um, So yeah, nobody get overwhelmed with anything. Just look to see if you can make a small positive change.
1: Yeah. So moving on from there, number nine is to get outside um, when it's warm enough in our (laughs) lovely climate. Um,
0: Yeah, this is a tough one too. This was one right away people are going to say, oh, but we live in you know, Manitoba and dead of winter and absolutely. Zach and Jen
1: are not sitting outside when it's minus 36 drinking their coffee. So uh, that's not what we're saying, but, on days when it maybe is lovely, which hopefully those days are coming soon again. Um, this has a, a really great impact on your circadian rhythm. So just getting everything going for the day, which will help you fall asleep um, in the evening. Yeah. But getting also, na- getting some natural light yeah.
0: as soon as you can is, is a great start to the day.
1: Uh, also getting some vitamin D, hopefully if it's, um, if it's sunny, but this could also be part of that five to 10 minutes of calm. So, you could even get two people at a time.
0: Yeah. Um, if people kind of start writing down everything we've talked about, you could start bunching, you know, um, three or four of these together to kind of, you know, crush them as, as part of five to 10 minutes. But, um, yeah. And again, getting outside every day in the morning, this is probably a category that I I don't do super well in. So, um, to just kind of give people an example of if somebody asked me, um, you know, to improve this area. Uh, absolutely. There, there'd be ways to improve it.
1: Could just be starting with once or twice a week you get outside in the morning. Yeah.
0: And I mean, even in the dead of winter though, I know people that wake up and they, they take their dogs for a walk. Um, mm-hmm. so there's, there's definitely areas where, you know, again, if I needed to improve my morning, I probably could, um, wake up and, and get my dogs outside. And, and the thing is, it's so easy to make an excuse about, oh, it's Canada <laughs> and it's winter, but Sometimes I'm drinking my coffee in in the warm living room, and I see someone out there walking their dog. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, yeah. So, I think before we get kind of that bad winter attitude, I, I think um, again, if that's an important one to you, it can be done. I see people outside in January. I don't even want to look at the temperature, but they're outside walking their dogs, and definitely, I just think again, if you're if you're getting outside in the morning, that that would be a great great start to your day.
1: So, our last one, number ten, is to make a plan for your day. And so uh, one part of this, I think this could take um, a couple different forms. Forms, Thank you. Um, so one part of this that comes to mind right away is to plan meals for the day. Um, as much as I would love to say that we meal prep every Sunday and have everything in perfectly sectioned containers that is just not the way we roll Um, and I've made peace with that. (laughs) So typically every morning we have to plan what we expect to have for lunch and what we expect to have for supper because usually our meat or potentially vegetables are frozen And so I think one way to have success later in the day, because if you guys are anything like us, on the times that we do potentially eat out, it's probably because we didn't plan and we don't have anything ready to cook at home. Um, That always kind of pushes you off the ledge of temptation to probably make a poor decision eating supper um, because you didn't plan. So again, just take a couple minutes and plan those things as well as maybe some other things in your day
0: yeah and again that could fit into yeah part of your maybe it's part of your 10 minutes of calm um I think the plan your day too you know that could be making an actual list you know it could also be just in your five to ten minutes of calm just mentally kind of planning out how you want your day to go and a lot of times when we kind of set that mood or set that um you know, plan for the day, a lot lot of the times things start to work out the way we want them to work out. So we kind of, I know we sit there and we have a positive attitude and we we start to think about the things we're going to accomplish today and we're going to have a great day and we're going to be happy and we're going to be friendly. It's pretty amazing how we can kind of teach ourselves to behave like that later on in the day. Um, Another big one, I think important topic on this number 10 plan your day is um, it can kind of start to help you prioritize what's important Um, we all have busy lives and every day there are lots of things to do things that are um, urgent and things that we must get done like picking up the kids from school taking them to practice uh, grocery shopping going to work things like that so there's things that happen in our lives that are they are important but they are urgent and they are things that we must get done every day. And, and what starts to happen is that our, our lives become so busy and filled that we kind of put things that are maybe less urgent, but equally as important on the back burner. Um, so a few examples here are kind of the first one is, um, you know, if, if we ask somebody, you know, list some things that are very important to you. And, uh, I believe this is one of the rocker mindset newsletters, but if we really start to kind of sit and think about the things that are most important in our life, um, one of those things might be, I want to be really healthy and happy and fit. Um, and, and, you know, and that's, I think that's obviously what we kind of hope for everybody. We want everybody to be healthy and happy. Um, but what happens is if our lives are so busy, um, it's amazing how, um, things that are important to us like getting a workout in, meal prepping, planning, um, you know, getting the food we need to help us with our goals. Those things can kind of start to get pushed aside. So I I, I think if we can take some time early in the day to, again, plan our day and, and, and start to fit in what, you know, the things that must get done. But we can also start to think about, okay, what is something very important to me that I would like to fit in today? And then we can start to um yeah, I think start to carve out some time, some me time, some things that are very important for you that maybe you haven't made time for yet. So I think that's um yeah, kind of a great a great thing to think about in the morning is um yeah, fitting some stuff in that you love.
1: Yeah, that is our top ten. Zach and Jen top ten. Um win the morning, win the day. Yeah, we
0: hope you guys like this segment. The Zach and Jen top 10, we hope we'll be back. Um, if you kind of loved this format, then we would love to hear some some topics that maybe you would like um, to go in the uh, Zach and Jen top 10. And uh, if you didn't like that format, well, I guess that's just too bad. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. But we, we always love feedback. Um, you can find us on Instagram, uh, CrossFit Rocked, or uh, yeah, our website and email us, but we'd love to hear some, some new ideas or new topics. If you guys have any for the, uh, the Zach and Jen top 10, but we'll probably bring that back in a few episodes.
1: Yeah, we're going to move on. So we do have a couple of listener questions. Um, I'm going to read this one out just because I don't want to mess it up or put my own, um, words in it. And Just so everybody
0: knows too, we, we love listener questions and, um, they will remain anonymous unless you really want your name mentioned on the podcast, but, uh, you're, um, yeah, we will keep you anonymous.
1: Okay. So our first listener question today is actually about BMI. So body mass index. Um, Her question goes like this. Lots of confusion on BMI with muscle gain. How do you know what your body's healthy weight is when BMI says you're obese or overweight for your height? I see my body changing and getting stronger, but my doctor is saying I'm borderline obese for my height. I know I have a lot more work to do, but in what other ways can I prove that this weight is actually healthier healthier than I was before I started CrossFit? I know some of it is muscle now, but it's definitely a downer when the doctor lectures you on the importance of being in a certain weight range because it means you're not healthy. Maybe others have the same struggle, question mark.
0: Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, I'm very excited to answer it. I've had this question quite a few times over the years and yeah so the first thing i want to say on that is uh, just so everybody knows bmi um, body mass index um, is a number that kind of i guess puts you into a category of being underweight or normal weight or overweight um, or obese and uh, it's calculated by your weight divided by your height squared so i do not think this is a good indicator of health and I'm gonna tell you why I don't think it's a good indicator of health. Um, The first thing is BMI is only one metric. Um, And we believe that health or fitness should never be measured by only one metric.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we wouldn't, if someone said they were gonna uh, judge their level of health just by looking at their A1C or just by looking at their blood pressure, we would say the same thing. Um, They're only one metric and it it doesn't paint a very clear picture. Um, I think it's also important to note that BMI was, uh, I guess, not invented, but came about in the, I think it was 1830, but it was in the early 1800s that this um, index was created. So if that says anything about maybe how long it's been used and maybe slightly outdated, uh, I think it's just also important to note.
0: Yeah. So first of all, it's just one metric. Um, We wouldn't measure you know, at the CrossFit games, they're trying to find the fittest on earth. They don't measure fitness with just one metric. And uh, yeah, I, I just don't think anything gives us a clear outlook um, on health with with just one metric. So um, yeah, that's that's our, our first take on it. The, the second one is actually that I actually think BMI is a terrible metric for health. So even if somebody said, hey, Zach, um, I want five tests for health or 10 or 20 or 30 metrics. I don't even know if BMI would fall in my top 50. I think there's just much better things we could look at to get a better picture of one's overall health. Um, Again, BMI only uses height and weight. And so first of all, height doesn't tell us anything about health. And I know, I think we think as a society that weight tells us a lot, but I think weight can be... Um, actually very misleading Um, again if somebody was six foot 200 pounds um, that doesn't really tell us anything but if we were told they were six feet tall 200 pounds with 8% body fat all of a sudden now I think we get a clear picture of what that person looks like or they were 200 pounds and 30% body fat Um, we get a much better idea there so um, I've also kind of written down here that, um, you know, in, in the question you said that your doctor told you you're falling into the borderline obese category. So I think we'd both like to tell you right now that I fall into the same category as you based on my BMI.
1: Yeah. I'm in the overweight category.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Matt Fraser's BMI, Matt Fraser is the fittest man on earth. Um, in case everybody, anybody doesn't know that I think he's been the fittest man on earth for the last four years. His BMI is 30.5. He actually falls into the obese category according to the BMI scale. So I think if that tells us anything, then um, yeah, I think it's pretty clear that I just don't think BMI is a great start to judging someone's health.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And so I think instead of, or I think the second part of that question was, you know, how do we how do you know what your healthy weight should be? Um, And I think the first thing is that we don't, like Zach said, we don't love focusing on weight um, ever. I think there, if anything, you should be looking at um, body fat percentage, but again, kind of dwelling on that is not great. And it's a really hard test to try and get done accurately. I don't think anyone in Brandon has a big tank of water that you can go and get suspended and and have it done really accurately. Um, So even though that might be a better metric to look at, it's not one that's readily available for you. Um, Yeah. That we know of maybe there are places to get tested. Yeah, exactly. I
0: think um, if somebody was very adamant that they must know their ideal weight. Um, again, I don't think BMI is, is the place to start. Uh, I think we've kind of talked about this a bit before where, yeah, maybe it's, it's body fat percentage, but th- you know, that's a tough one to get. Um, I think more important things to look at is how are your clothes fitting? And sometimes before and after photos are a much better look at our composition because the, the scale can be very misleading and the scale actually tells us very little. We've seen, and I'm sure everybody's seen these on social media where somebody has a before and after picture and their after photo, they are heavier. They're five to six pounds heavier, but they look way better. So I, I think just focusing on BMI or weight is just not not a good thing to focus on. Um, CrossFit's definition of health. So if we're kind of looking more, you know, that's what we like to focus on. We really like to focus on health and fitness, not single metrics. Um, So CrossFit's definition of health is work capacity across broad time and modal domains across your lifespan. So basically, fitness. Um, Work capacity means your ability to do work. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Light loads, heavy loads, short workouts, long workouts, fast workouts, slower workouts. And that doesn't mean necessarily just working out in a gym, running 100 meters versus hiking for an hour. Um, whether you're 13, whether you're 20, when you're 35, when you're 45, when you're being able to do all of those things across your lifespan.
0: Yeah. And they've also, um, if you want to Google some of the stuff, you know, CrossFit's definition of health or fitness, there's some, um, great info out there. There's an awesome video with Greg Glassman where he's a grass, sorry, Greg Glassman, where he's explaining Um, the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. And basically it's been shown time and time again that when we focus on fitness, um, which again is the ability to do work across um, long time spans and short time spans, uh, light loads, heavy loads. So basically whoever's better at that or who's best at that um, is fitter and they are further away from sickness. So again, BMI is just not something that we look at and not something that CrossFit looks at. So I think we just encourage you to, um, yeah, I don't know. I would just brush that one off, you know, if... if um,
1: yeah, we're definitely not suggesting you argue with your doctor about it. But um, yeah, I think, you know, you even said in the question that you're feeling stronger, and that is just such a positive statement um, and such a step in, in the right direction. You know from being in the gym that... Things are moving in the right direction in that sense. Absolutely, we got um, our
0: we have our six elements of health that we yeah. we call the super six: um, mindset, movement, sleep, stress, stress, nutrition, network. Uh, nothing in there is kind of about the single health metrics that I think sometimes the medical community like to look at. But we are more focused on all of those positive things that we can um, really attack and control.
1: Yeah, because I think any. Step in the right direction. Any small change, and we're talking like maybe not even a one percent change, a zero point one percent change in any of those areas um, over a whole year is going to contribute to a big jump um, at your next annual checkup uh, in terms of your overall health. Yeah. Mental, so put yeah all strength y- everything
0: exactly. Put all your focus and effort towards fitness and and the super six and your health and all of those other numbers weight. BMI, body fat, those are just kind of byproducts that fall into place.
1: So our second listener question is about Zach and I. And the question is, how did you guys get started in CrossFit? So I'll take this one first. Um, I played U of M volleyball. And when I was done playing volleyball, uh, I worked out at Shapes um, and found myself kind of wandering around the gym the majority of time. Did you
0: crush elliptical?
1: I shapes? oh I crushed elliptical. Definitely crushed elliptical. Nice. I did a lot of tricep pull downs. In fact, sometimes I went to the gym and only did tricep pull downs. <laughs> I think I used the horrible hip adductor and those machines as well. Um yeah, those, anyways, those I go. yeah, I loved the classes that they had, but I just I was not loving it overall. Um, Luckily, very, very luckily, a friend took me to a boot camp one Saturday morning in, it was either 2008 or 2009. Um, And I just went with her and I thought I was relatively fit. I mean, I, you know, air quotes worked out often and I was a university volleyball player, been athletic my whole life. Well, I went to this boot camp and just got hammered. I was having a very tough time keeping up with the classes. And this was not elite exercisers by any means. These just seemed like regular people that were just crushing me. Um, and I basically looked at the coach and just said, where do I sign up? And it was way across the city in Winnipeg. And I drove there anyways. But at the time, I didn't actually know it was CrossFit because they didn't call it. Um, they were an affiliate, but they didn't use that in their name. So it was just called Freak Fitness. And I just absolutely fell in love with never having to think about what I was going to do, working out with awesome people And just the feeling like I was on a team, but yet I could push myself individually to learn new skills I never thought I would be doing. Um, So I got I kind of got that competitive side of it as well. So, yeah, I've been doing it since, again, I'm going to guess 2008 or 2009, and I still love it now just as much, maybe even more than I did back then.
0: Nice, you were in CrossFit before CrossFit became cool,
1: yes, I, I was yeah. yeah I there were I no was,
0: there were no nanos back then.
1: no one was videoing because our phones didn't have video capability. Well, my blackberry did not have very good video capability <laughs> <laughs> yeah the days Instagram were... did not exist, and yeah. Facebook did not exist. It was a blissful, blissful time. We just worked out for the just sake of to work out yeah, just yes. to work out
0: um yeah, awesome um. Yeah, my CrossFit story kind of, I guess, begins the same. I graduated from Acadia University in 2011. And I graduated with a kinesiology degree. And I loved school. I played uh, hockey, um, CIS hockey, for four years at Acadia. And that kind of wrapped up. I played hockey for 20 years. And uh, after I graduated, that was the end of hockey. So um, I moved back to... Winnipeg and I just had no idea what to do next with my life. Um, I was taking some courses at U of M and just I don't know every day every week every month was kind of stressful because I'm this university graduate and I loved my my undergrad degree and I just had no idea what to do with it next and uh, anyway I was living in Winnipeg and just needed to get a job Um, so I I applied as uh, to be a personal trainer at Snap Fitness and yeah. So I did the personal training thing for, I don't know, it was four, five, six months. And, um, I mean, struggling with that. I, I I didn't really, didn't really love that job. Um, but I needed to make money. So I kind of kept doing that. And anyway, during that time, I just, I realized after playing hockey for so many years and now I had no, I guess, competitive sport to play. I just, I, I just knew if I didn't do something, I was going to kind of keep putting on the weight. And, um, it was starting to creep basically higher than it ever had been. Um, And I knew it was just time to get to work. So I basically just started, I mean, as a personal trainer, and then started working out really hard and just thought, let's just get really fit and healthy. And maybe that'll be a way to bring in some more clients and then bring in some more money. And maybe, uh, maybe I'll enjoy this job. But um, yeah, so I started doing a lot of, call them men's health workouts, P90X type workouts. I was kind of on the Google machine almost every night trying to find new fun workouts to do. Um, You know, I loved working with uh, dumbbells and um, I kind of became, you know, addicted or just love the, these men's health type workouts that were these full body functional movement workouts. I kind of started also doing CrossFit. and didn't even know I was doing it and uh basically also for trying to find anything to not do bench press or bicep curls for the the 10th day in a row what's the what's the female equivalent to the bench press and bicep curls
1: the hip adductor
0: the hip adductor. yeah yeah i don't know but geez guys pull down yeah i think i could start a gym with only bench press stations <laughs> i i believe and guys are nodding right now i know they're <laughs> listening and nodding i think i could start a gym only bench press and uh geez, I should start that out before somebody takes that idea. But man, guys love their bench press and bicep curls. Anyway, back to the workout. So I came across some pretty cool workouts, and I came across one workout called 300. And I think apparently the all the actors in um, the movie 300, who are just absolutely jacked in that movie, um, apparently this was like the workout to do. So I started doing this workout geez, I don't know. It started out once a week and then it was twice a week, three days a week. I started doing it almost every day and I would time myself on how fast I could finish the workout and then I would try to beat my time the next day and the next day and things like that. And
1: Just for those of you listening, this is all new information for me. I've never actually heard this story. Uh,
0: I've never actually gone (laughs) back into the vault to to pull out these uh, early CrossFit stories. But um, yeah, so again, I, I started doing essentially almost CrossFit without knowing it. And I was doing this 300 workout a lot. And um, a girl I was working with at the time, uh, Lisa, who now owns Valor Hall in Winnipeg. um, Hope you hear that one, Lisa. But um, yeah, we had a lot of fun working out, uh, sorry, working together. We both worked there um, and also working out together. And um, yeah, then she kind of saw what I was doing and Gave me another workout called Cindy and said, Oh, I think you would like this workout called Cindy. And just for people out there, Cindy is an actual CrossFit benchmark workout. And I said, Sure. And it was, um, it's a 20 minute workout, five pull ups, 10 push ups, 15 squats. And I thought, Oh man, that that looks kind of boring compared to my 300 workout. And then, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that uh, Cindy just absolutely crushed me. And I remember you know, saying to her, I'm like, that was, that was awesome. I loved it. It was so simple and so hard and I got so sweaty and it was just so much fun. And I also had a score now that I could try to beat. And she said, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's what CrossFit is. That's, that's a CrossFit workout. I, I think you were made to do CrossFit. I think you would love CrossFit. And she kind of started talking to me. Um, and then basically convinced me, uh, she had recently also gone to um, undefeated CrossFit down the street and then convinced me to go basically the next day. She said it was the greatest thing ever, and I should go and uh, so I took her advice and i I went in for a free class and um yeah, basically never looked back. It was probably I mean, I gotta be careful saying this, but one of the greatest days of my life, I don't want to say <laughs> the greatest because maybe our wedding's on there. <laughs>
1: The birth of our child, yeah,
0: things like that are also uh, in in the top ten. But um, yeah, I mean, my first my first day of real CrossFit was um, just absolutely incredible. And I mean, a lot of people say this, and it's super cliche, but life changing. Um, I fell in love with this new this new way of life, this new way of fitness, this new way of um, socializing with people in a class who are incredibly positive and friendly and love to work out. And it's just like, I don't know, it's like discovering 10, 20, 30, 50 best friends all at once. Everybody is so friendly and just wants to work hard and help each other. Um, yeah, it was absolutely life changing. And, um, again, at the time I was, I wrote my MCATs once and I was studying to write them again. Um, I thought maybe medical school would be my thing. And, um, Yeah. I just remember kind of a few months later into CrossFit talking with my parents and and talking with a friend and kind of got down to it saying, you know, without thinking about your degree or without thinking about money, what would you like to do that would bring you a lot of joy? And, And the answer just fell out of my mouth. It would be, I said, it was CrossFit. Um, and basically, yeah. Between that conversation with, um, a friend that i used to train at snap fitness and my parents was basically all right then we should we should do this you should start across it gym, and um yeah that was in i believe that conversation was in july or august of, of 2012 and then so basically september october november december january 1st um, January second, sorry, January first would not be a good day to start <laughs> to start a gym. January second of uh, 2013, CrossFit rocked open. So, kind of within one year of starting CrossFit, and then um, yeah, I opened up my own gym, and it was uh, yeah, definitely a a crazy year, but a great year. It it started um, started kind of everything that has led into um, the last seven years of of the gym and although we are in kind of a dark time i guess um i am so excited to get back to it and i think um, we have built something incredible and crossfit has just given kind of me kind of given me everything i could have ever wanted i i just um, i love what i do Um, i feel that i'm happy and healthy and it brought me to jen we met through crossfit um, through competing in crossfit and it brought Jen out of Winnipeg into Brandon <laughs> and to be a co-owner of CrossFit Rockton, And um, I really appreciate some, um, you know, someone asking that, that question, how we got started, because um, it was meant to be a short answer. I think I said, keep our answers to three minutes. Yeah, or less, as but, you
1: as you can tell, my answer was a lot shorter. <laughs>
0: but, um, yeah, I guess my story led into CrossFit Rock starting in 2013 and, and still going strong in 2013. Um, 20 and um I, i'm still saying still going strong um again as everyone knows we are we are closed right now but i think our community is strong as ever and i know when when the doors reopen um i think people are going to come running back and uh I hope the gym, <laughs> yeah i hope the gym can handle a a 200 person workout because i i think we're all uh very excited to get back to it so um yeah anyway that was my story i crossed everybody and and again um everybody listening to these um yeah know you hold a a big place in our hearts um if you are listening to this then you are kind of part of the rocker nation and we hope you're following at home right now with the get rocked at home workouts if you need any help or advice or tips on anything please reach out to us anytime
1: yeah thank you guys so much for hanging with us tonight we will be back again soon have a great night
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode. We really appreciate your support and hope to have you back again soon. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Ted Good Music and the band Heat, for allowing us to use their music. Until next time, let's keep rewriting our story and redefining who we are.